0: Welcome back. You're watching The Big Idea. Now, as we delve into the aftermath of the 2023 AGOA Forum, a pivotal conversation emerges around the notion of an enhanced AGOA from the U.S. What exactly does an improved AGOA mean for both the U.S. and Africa? And from a human rights perspective to geopolitical intricacies, the dialogue expands. Today, we explore the diverse perspectives on AGOA, including calls for early renewal, the uneven benefits across the continent, and looming questions about the AGOA's future post the 2023 for U.S. presidential election. Dr. Gideon Titanga, who is from the African Center for the Study of the United States at VIS University, joins us for that. Thank you so much for your time, Gideon. Good afternoon to you.
1: Good afternoon.
0: Let's uh, reflect maybe on um, the the environment that we find uh, this AGOA, you know, forum and even uh, going into 2025, uh, Dr. Titanga, in my mind, uh, there's a word that's been used quite a bit. It's an improved AGOA. The United States has said that it wants it improved and Africa as a continent has said that it wants it appro- improved. What does that look like?
1: So I think from uh, the perspective of uh, African countries, the biggest issue is um, um certainty around the longevity of uh, a goa as you can see it's structured in uh in in uh, in terms that are fixed other than the conditionalities and then after beyond those terms you you go for a review this summit partly embarked on that process of reviewing uh um how uh, the parties to AGOA are meeting their commitments, and uh, others who were, which were deemed to to violate or to be presenting certain threats were excluded. The certainty is crucial, and uh, African countries would uh, prefer a, a longer term in terms of uh, AGOA so that the key players, uh, the business players in, in, in amongst the African countries, the the, the particular businesses and investors. Uh, uh, at least can plan on a longer term around uh, the commodities and the services they bring into the U.S. Uh, on the side of the U.S., I think the issues are bigger and broader, uh, in particularly because uh, since 2000, the U.S. finds itself in a heightened competition with China, uh, more inclined to protect uh, its interests in Africa, uh, including extending those interests, interests and forging stronger partnerships with African countries which sort of insulate uh, American interests business and political uh, from the pressure that is emanating from the consolidated relations that are emerging between African countries and China.
0: What's also interesting here, I guess, is the issue of uh, human rights and the conversation that's emerging there. For instance, uh, we saw uh, Maurentia coming back on board here or, uh, you know, ready to receive it to go with benefits again. But also we, we heard of the booting out of Niger and Gabon over issues of political pluralism, uh, uh, Uganda, as well as the Central African Republic as well. Uh, Dr. Chitanga, for me, in my mind, this is also uh, something worth noting here uh, about, uh, you know, b- countries that are let in and countries that are left uh, out and of course the co- the conversation isn't necessarily about human rights here but maybe even about the precarity of uh, the involvement uh, in agoa
1: yes um e, as part of the the conditionality of our uh, market access e, based on uh, into the u.s based on agoa e, the the law e, is very clear e, on uh, issues related to governance e, human rights um political pluralism governance issues uh, combating corruption Uh, the problem is uh these conditions as you move from one country to another in africa uh, and in the manner that the u.s applies them they become extremely fluid uh, and uh, controversial but what is clear is uh, i think as norms they are very important uh, for the purposes of governance so uh, that is very important Uh, at the layer of how they are applied and African response to it, I think in general it should be there should be some uh, domestic endogenous endorgen- motivation for African countries to at least respect the rule of law, to uphold human rights, uh, to protect their citizens. And these values are not necessarily, or should not necessarily, be informed or based on uh, on, on Agua or the interests of Agua. But uh, they should inform the governing systems domestically. Uh, that uh, African countries have to respond uh, to, to, to these uh, norms as a way of oblige- obliging with a it's, it's It's really unfortunate for me. But uh, the exclusion of the countries you mentioned, it's basically, I think, it would be something of a, a, the case of a standard rule being applied. And the U.S. demonstrating to those African countries, which will continue to, to be members, that uh, uh, it is very serious about a... Uh, calling upon its partners within the framework of a Goa to respect and uphold uh governance, norms, human rights, and um, uh cultivate a political pluralism, which basically means a, a fostering multi-party political systems. Uh, but uh, you also realize that um African countries and the bigger uh, uh, countries outside the uh, the a bigger number of countries outside the Western block of countries are also very critical of um uh these norms because they see them as intrusive as uh, applied by the u.s in a way that uh violates national sovereignty and self-determination of different countries and i think uh, the response of the ugandan president uh, to this exclusion is quite telling in the sense that he says well if the u.s does not want to do business with us so it will do business with other countries uh, but also what he sees is um uh, subtle uh, efforts or machinations uh, that are masked within the implementation of these norms uh, that undermine domestic um, re- a domestic regime uh, in Uganda and others that are targeted.
0: Well, uh, you know, staying with this uh, a little bit, uh, we look at South Africa as uh, a country where there have been calls, not loud calls, not overly influential calls, but for South Africa to lose its Ogoa benefits uh, coming out of the United States uh, government from senators and so on. Um, And that is even post the Lady saga and the report that came out clearing South Africa of any uh, wrongdoing there. And so in my mind also, uh, you know, uh, I wonder about that uh, and if that is something that could gain esteem, but also what it means for the future of um, a Goa. Like I said, because there's a, a precariousness here uh, when it comes uh, to being mm-hmm. able to be uh, a member and to benefit.
1: Yes, you, you, you are actually correct to say uh, at the surface of it there is a precariousness but I think with respect, uh, specific respect to South Africa, it's clear that um, in the current context that we are in, south africa is quite an important player in the african continent a key country in multilateral institution in terms of representing african voices and probably a major government in terms of entry into the african continent into different countries whether we are talking um uh business trade economics or politics and by that i am emphasizing the point that The U.S. at this stage has a very crucial interest in cultivating um, and deepening relations with South Africa. And potentially, I think that the U.S. will continue to incentivize diplomatically and broadly, economically and politically relations. To ensure that its relations with South Africa are not in jeopardy. So the issues that you raised, indeed, were raised. But I think that um, the the different sectors and voices that are at the centre of Washington, albeit uh, uh, in a marginal way, uh, uh, they misunderstand uh, the the position and state of African diplomacy they 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 overlook or simply selectively want to be ignorant about the context of uh, South Africa's foreign policy. And uh, I am excited by the position that South Africa is continuously taking in the diplomatic scene in terms of uh, asserting its independence and autonomy, but emphasizing that it's willing to engage with other parties. So I don't see the issues about allegations of uh sending weapons to to russia Mm -hmm. taking a more prominent position over the stated position of the south african government that it will take a a position of non-alignment and seek dialogue and mediation in ending conflicts and indeed that's what south africa is doing and i think that uh the u.s will continue and south africa will continue to seek uh, cooperative relations
0: well, that's all we have time for today, Dr. Titanga. Thank you so much uh, for your time today and packing some of those key uh, uh, outcomes and conversations coming out of the goal Forum. That was Dr. Gide Titanga, who is from the African Center for the Study of the United States at Activists University.